What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Danny J. Quick. And Morgan Iverson. And we're back with another episode of the Super Shorts Podcast, where we tell superhero short stories. The best, too. All of them, yes. The best. The best. So, um, this is episode three. And if you uh, listen to episode one and two, you know what we're doing so far. So, we started off the season with me. I um, wrote a short story, and I was like, hey, Morgan, here. Uh, pick up where I left off. So, kind of our pick up and kill it blind. of storytelling. Just yeah. blind, right? So Pick up and kill it. And kill, kill it and kill, kill it. it. Episode two, of course, it's explicit because uh, Trespass was in there. And now, it's my turn again. So, I chose to go back. I read through Morgan's story and I was like, oh, so he just forgot Mystic was there at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole first episode was about Mystic and Ace Blade coming in to this ambush, to this trap. And then Morgan just forgets all about poor Mystic was there and and, and the troper also. So I was like, Absolutely. okay. <laughs> I was like, hey. Okay, he brought in literally every character that I think he could think of. For the, for the second episode and then left out poor Mystic and Troper. See, but what it happened was, see, what it happened was I know the brilliant minds of our fans. You know what I'm saying? And I knew that our fans were like, yo, Mystic and Troper probably out there getting it somewhere. Like, they doing something uh-huh. dope. Sure. So right. you don't really even need... Don't, I, uh, I'm no. I'm <laughs> he just forgot I about just, them joking. So, for this episode, I kind of wanted to explain... I, you know, thought I would pick up and explain where Mystic went, you know, what happened, what was happening with him and where the trope vanished to. So this is episode three. It's called Mystic in Mind. And this one is by me. All right. So here we go. I know about your powers. My head whips around as the soft voice dims the rest of the chatter in my head. Don't be afraid. My knees bend as I try to scoop back in the corner from the dozens of violators pouring past the classroom. I can sense lumberjacks and shrapnel in the gym now as well, and some new powerful woman. But I didn't sense trespass or white lash until now. I don't even know if Boa is fully human. I can hear his grumble audibly, but not any thoughts inside of my head. Ever since I was given this ring and these powers, I've had intrusive thoughts from people all around me. Some good, some bad, but this one is different. I've never had anyone besides Aceblade address me in my mind. Who are you? I whisper and a thought to try to communicate with her, whoever she is. Shh, you don't have to speak. I can hear your thoughts for now. Wow, another mind reader? I wonder if she has a ring like mine or if her powers are genetic. We can talk about that later. Her voice leaps back into my head. Sheesh, I've never been on the receiving end of this type of encounter. I think someone's trying to kidnap one of these kids. She explains in my nostrils flare. What do I do? Aceblade and Lumberjacks are taking on four villains and all the violators. I've never trained with Lumberjacks or Shrapnel, so I'd probably just get in their way. I can hear the police sirens, so I know the cops are close. If this lady is right, then they're gonna act now. I'm a substitute teacher. I can only use my power sporadically, but I can hear a man searching for some kids named Sean and Arya. He's got a black truck that he plans to take them to. I'm on my way. Shoot, those are the two kids Aceblade just sent out. I gotta get to them before he does. 
My feet start moving before I finish the thought. As soon as I open the door, a thick neck violator looks up from the floor, face bloody. Play dead. His thoughts flood my mind. He won't be an issue. I take a quick right and a left and I'm back outside. Focus. Let me go, let me go. Aria, he has her. But where is she? The bus lot. The woman's voice comes back into my mind. He's looking at bus 22. That's straight ahead. Make a hole! I scream out to the huge crowd of children and teachers forming groups between me and the bus lot, and instantly my slow trot becomes a sprint. My eyes dart back and forth, scanning orange buses and looking for our assailant. There it is, bus 22. The bus is bouncing and rocking like a rowdy bunch of kids are having a party in there, but the windows are clear and I see no passengers from here. They must be on that bus. Just then, the engine ignites and the bus starts to move. Shoot, I'm still 100 yards away. What can I do? I reach back and grab both of my steel batons. I gotta at least get his attention. If I can scare him, maybe he'll freeze up and I can catch up to him. I leap into the air and hurl my first baton at the driver's window. As it clanks off the window, the hooded man turns and I get my first glimpse at his face and in his mind. Oh shit, who is that? Got him. Now I just gotta get there before he does anything stupid. The bus doors open and I can hear screams coming from inside. He's gonna kill us! I can hear both Arya and Sean's emotions overwhelming them as if they were speakers playing their fears all around me. I hear the creaky door swing open and the screams mixed with lumbering boots stumbling down the hollow steps as I round the back of the bus. At the bottom of the stairs, the hooded man stands with his arm around the neck of young Arya. I'll kill her, he screams, but his mind is even louder. I gotta get her into the woods now. Hey, 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 wait a minute now. You can't get out of here. You might as well let her go. What's your name? I ain't telling you nothing. His mouth says one thing, but his mind betrays him. Tristan. It gives me what I need. Tristan, right? His face jolts back and forth between panic and confusion. Aceblade is already here, and if you thought you were going to make it through the woods, the police are coming from that way. I point my hand and he turns to look at the wooded area behind him, where flashing blue and red lights sprinkle through an opening. I grip my second baton with my left hand and with a flick of my wrist, the steel rod flies towards his head. Before he can even turn around, it strikes his temple, then ricochets against the school bus and flies back towards me. I snag it out of the air with my right hand and place it back in its holster just as his limp body flops onto the ground. Cheers erupt behind me as all the thoughts of the kids and students start to flood in. Oh my god, he caught it like a boomerang. Mystic is so cool. He saved us. I completely blocked them out. If only they knew how scared I actually was. I didn't even mean to catch that baton. I didn't know it would bounce back like that. But it did look cool though. Seemed like Terrell trained you well. Her voice again. Wait, what? How does she know? I scan the crowd to see if I can find a face to match this voice. Hundreds of kids jump and cheer while their teachers and staff try their best to keep them from running towards the buses. But one woman stands off to the side, motionless. The grin on her face is like my mother's when I got the A on roll last year. Aria and Sean rush past me and head to their classmates as the police show up and detain their would-be kidnapper. When I look back to find the dark-skinned woman, She's nowhere to be found.
My feet start to skip towards where she was, but a panicked scream in the distance reminds me we're not done yet. Boom! A flash of light floods the gym and an explosion shatters the entire building, sending wood and glass hundreds of feet in every direction. Oh my God, Ace Blade was in there. 